Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. We're back on Amazing Business Radio. I'm very excited today because Elma Baganovich is going to talk to us about influencer marketing, which I believe is very important to the customer experience. But before we get into that, you know, we have some announcements to make here on Amazing Business Radio. If you have a story or you have a question, you can share with me on any of the social media channels. You know where to reach me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. And if it is a question, use the hashtag AskShep. And I'll be sure to answer that question either right there. Uh, I might include it in my newsletter. I might even include it on my TV show, which is Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Amazon, uh, Apple TV, Roku, C-Suite. And now we have put the episodes on a website. Just go to beamazing.tv. You'll see the whole first season. And we are now into filming our fourth and fifth episodes in the next month or so. Uh, so we're just going to, of the second season, so we're just going to keep it going. All right, let's get to Elma Baganovich, the expert in influencer marketing. Hello, Elma. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. And this is great. I mean, I know you're from New York now, but you do not have the New York accent. Uh, and you were born in orig originally your first few years raised in Sarajevo. Yes. That's right. Sarajevo, Bosnia. Yeah. And then you came to the U.S. You've been living in D.C., but now you work with brands on how to develop a better influencer marketing program. Let's start with what the concept of influencer marketing is. Sure, absolutely. So yes, influencer marketing, it's basically a way to add to your customer journey. So decision making journey. So it's become increasingly important because basically what one of the first things that, you know, consumers and including B2B, um, they look at is um, they're your social media profile. So brand social media profiles, and then also um, tying into that is influencer marketing, who's endorsing um, those brands. Yeah. So uh, I know a lot of the people who listen to our show here, they're focused on customer service and experience. Many of the people are B2B, not B2C. And a lot of people think that it's influencer marketing is just primarily for the B2C world. What is your viewpoint on that? So that's, yeah, that's absolutely not true. Um, the way that it comes into play for B2B businesses. So we've worked with many of our clients. Um, they also obviously have to worry about retailers. So for example, um, we have a client and they sell um, nut trail mixes, right? So it's in the food category. And one, you know, their, their primary actually goal of the influencer marketing campaign was to impress the likes of Walmart, Costco, TJ Maxx, Target, and so forth. So they wanted to show them that, look, we have, you know, this many followers, people are really paying attention to us. And then more so we have all these influencers really endorsing our products and loving and talking about them. So, you know, whether you're in the food industry or whether you're, for example, in the beauty industry and you have the likes of Ultra and Sephora looking, you know, at your social profiles and including what influencers you're working with, you can actually get much better terms with brands because of your social presence. Well, that that's phenomenal and interesting. I love it and I get it. Uh, but let's say I'm a manufacturer. I sell a machine and I sell it to uh, a company that manufactures something else. Okay. So I'm really truly in that B2B space. 
I think my influencers, and correct me if I'm wrong, influencers don't necessarily have to be hired people who uh, you spend a lot of money with to uh, tweet about you. I mean, that's what a lot of people think. Oh, let's get a celebrity influencer and they'll tweet about us and that'll help drive sales. But actually current existing customers can be some of your best influencers. That's, that's exactly right. So um, you can, you know, you can also treat your current yeah, and existing customers by giving them things like maybe, you know, you see their loyalty. So treat them sort of like wine and dine them. It doesn't have to be too extensive, but it could be some kind of promo codes that you give them. Um, so they can also talk about you in a very positive angle. Another thing, even if you're a manufacturer, so one of the things that whoever, you know, whoever you're selling your, your services or your pieces to, they will also, when they Google you, one of the first things that pops up are your social profiles. So your Instagram profile, your Twitter profile, your LinkedIn profile. So make sure that you have you know, those together. So it's sort of like we were talking a little bit beforehand. It's, it's become like your store, right? Like your showroom, let's say. So, you know, instead of, you know, people before they used to physically enter into your showroom to, to take a look at, you know, whatever you were selling. Now they actually go to Google and they land on your social profile. So make sure to treat your social profiles like you would have your showrooms. Yeah. So, I mean, this is really important and that information is really gold. Um, I think I, I have to, I, I'm, well, let me back up in a moment because I'm kind of like stuttering and stammering for what to say. But really the point I want to make is that there are some of the companies that I work with that say, what are you talking about? The social media presence. Here's the situation. I don't care what business, what industry you're in. There is some level of social media. It might not be on Twitter. It might be some other industry-wide type of bulletin board, if you will, which is a somewhat antiquated term, but it's still being used today in some of these industries where people are posting comments and talking about you. And if nothing else, they're going to some trade show or industrial conference and they're getting together and comparing notes about the experiences they have with their vendors and their partners who they do business with. And uh, I think that what you're saying is true to the, you know, general social media channels like Google, Twitter, Facebook, et cetera. Uh, but it also goes beyond that for the B2B. And I just want to say for those B2B companies out there that don't have a Twitter account, that don't have Facebook, get it because, you know, maybe not a lot of people use it, but the ones that do, those are the ones that are attracted to you. And also there's a whole generation of incoming Big, important customers. They're your younger customers. They're your millennials and younger. And they're coming in and they're the ones that are using these channels and looking for information about you. That's exactly right. I would add to that. You sort of need, you need at least, you know, a part-time, if not a full-time person that's paying attention because you also don't want to have comments that you don't know about. Maybe, you know, one of your customers had a negative experience and, you know, it wasn't dealt with or somehow went under the radar. So they go and they, you know, start a whole chat forum on Facebook or on Google reviews and that you're completely oblivious. And, you know, as a result, you may have a hard time acquiring another customer or maybe altogether lose them. So it, it's really important that you're paying attention and these technologies develop. Think about how you can customize it towards your business. I mean, whatever you're in, whether it's manufacturer, whether it's, you know, consumers, but still you're paying attention to your, you know, wholesalers. So whatever aspect it is, think about how that the social media and influencer marketing factors into that, you know, consumer or B2B decision-making journey. Right. I'll, I'll give you an example. And it's a personal example. 
Um, I don't know if many people out there listening know this. Some of them know that I do uh, music because many times the guests will say, tell me about those guitars in your background. But what you don't know is you can't really see it. There's some pictures of some pretty famous magicians, the guys that do magic tricks, Siegfried and Roy in Las Vegas, David Copperfield. These, uh, well, Roy's passed away, but, but these are my friends. I do magic tricks. And there is a whole forum called the Genie Forum that's put out by Genie Magazine, uh, which is the magazine that's, in, at least in the US, that's the most popular magazine for magicians. And they've created their own little social media channel. And people go on and ask questions. And it's amazing the feedback. And it's so important to your point, Elma, that people pay attention to what's being said because if somebody makes a negative review, you've got to step in there and do something about it. So what is your solution for negative reviews or a negative comment that's on a social channel? I think, yeah, I think those are absolutely important. So it's important also for, you know, the, the consumer or even, you know, B2B, they're looking to, you know, they're looking for a response. So yes, you have this negative review. What is the company's feedback on this? You know, are they, you know, did they try to mitigate, right? You know, what went wrong and how did they step in and how did they handle it? So you're always, you know, reading both ways and what you don't want to do, you don't want to, you know, left untouched, right? You don't want this huge, you know, conversation and you don't want repeatedly the same conversation, which is even worse. Right. That, you as know, soon as one person complains and nobody uh, reacts to it from the company, then all of a sudden somebody else, another customer says, hey, I had the same problem. And then, and then it snowballs into something bigger. That's exactly right. So yeah, these, this is, you know, one of the very good ways to repel customers away. So that's, you know, something not to do. So follow, yeah, follow those conversations that are, you know, trending. And you may even be surprised. There may be a hashtag, you know, about your business on Twitter. You want to make sure that you're checking in on that hashtag and what is going on. So the same thing on Google reviews, make sure you get on there. You read every single review, Facebook, your page as well. Like, what are people who's liking it, who, who's commenting? So pay attention and you may have a lead, you know, depending on who's liking and paying attention to your business. So you may want to think to, you know, to reach out, especially if you're in the B2B category. So yeah, it's important to, to keep track, I think, of each of your social platforms and then to, to jump in and to react and, and to think about basically where, you know, whatever your, your industry is, where is that going with the social conversation? Yeah. And, and I'll say, I guess, a step further, there, there needs to be uh, a technique. And I always you know, say, look, you've got to respond to every review. You don't need, I know you said it'd be nice to have somebody dedicated to this. Somebody needs to be dedicated to it, but there are tools out there. So I want to talk about two things. We'll probably have time to talk about one of them, then we'll come back from the break and talk about the other. So first, let's talk about uh, a tool that can be used to monitor every time your name and company is mentioned on social media. The first one and the easiest one is a Google alert, right? It's pretty common sense. If you haven't done it, set up the Google alert. But there's other tools that are more sophisticated that'll capture something that's maybe in the middle of an article, or maybe it's using hashtags or similar topics that are relevant to you that somehow tie in. Do you have any thoughts on, on what those tools are? I think that 
I think it's really important. Technology is changing so frequently, especially with Instagram and Twitter and YouTube. They have their own APIs and the APIs can be severely restricted. For example, Instagram or YouTube, not so restricted. So it's important that you actually, if you know, you don't have time to do it every day, um, at least do your homework and see what tools are being used. What are popular tools that actually make sense for that platform? Like I said, Instagram is something that, you know, it's, it's the API is very restricted, whereas YouTube and Twitter have a more open API. So check out the, you know, check out those tools that you can set up alerts. And you're right, just like Google Alerts, it comes straight into your inbox. So that, you know, that can take, you know, less time. Something else that I would suggest that I wanted to kind of jump into, if you're not sure where to start, look at your competitors. Um, they, they will, you know, and, and where they're investing. Are they investing in the Facebook? Are they investing in the Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, whatever platforms, right? So pay attention to them. And they're, you know, it's very likely that some of your competitors are way ahead of you in, in terms of social media and influencer marketing. So you don't have to start from scratch, right? You can kind of go and See where they've made mistakes. Yeah. Um. What they're doing right, where they're investing, and you can start your to ask yourself questions. Why? I mean, all this information is for free, so you may as well go ahead and and do a little investigative investigation. Right. Well, we're talking to Elma Bogdanovich. She is an expert on influencer marketing and how it impacts potentially the customer experience. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I want to talk about maybe a specific technique. Uh, I know there's something that I believe in. I want to see if you agree with me, if you've got some other thoughts on how to handle that negative review that's out there. We'll be right back. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio. Cult is not a scary word. My book, The Cult of the Customer, proves it. It helps you design a strategy to lead customers and employees through five cultural phases or cults. And good news, I've revised and updated the book. The new edition, The Cult of the Customer, is available for purchase now. It features case studies, tips, and tactics to guide you on the journey from uncertainty to amazement and build a customer-focused culture, a cult of the customer. So, what are you waiting for? Go to www.cultofthecustomer.com. Go there today and order. Join the cult that turns satisfied customers into customer evangelists. The cult of the customer. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking with Elma Baganovich and... I should share with you that uh, she is one of the founders of Amra and Elma, and Amra is her sister, and they are A&E, so that's an easy one to remember, A&E, and they uh, have an incredible following themselves, over 2.2 million social flowers, uh, followers, flowers, flowers, <laughs> I see flowers in her background, so, and uh, pretty, pretty impressive background and helps companies develop their social presence, their influencer presence. It's very, very important today. Um, so here's what I want to jump into. My friend, Jay Bear, I don't know if you know who Jay is. Mm -hmm. You should learn. He wrote a great book, learn about him. A great book called Hug Your Haters. It was probably two or three books ago that he's written. He's written Talk Triggers and uh, just, he's a great author, great uh, expert in the whole customer service world as well, customer experience world. And he says that when it comes to social media, customer service is a spectator sport. 
I think that's what you're saying. Because the whole world can see when somebody leaves a review or makes a comment that's negative and they say, okay, let's see what's going to happen now. So just last night, I'm online looking at hotels. I'm getting ready to go to a meeting. Hopefully, we're going back to meetings later this year where we can meet in person. And there's a conference that I'm going to attend, and it's in Mexico. So I thought, why not bring my wife down at the end of the trip and we can spend an extra few days? So what do I do? I go on and I start looking for hotels. And of course, I go straight to the reviews to see what people are saying. And I decide to look at the low one-star reviews on any, even though they may have a 4.8, I want to know what somebody was upset about. More importantly, I want to know what the hotel and the resort is doing about it. And every single negative review, and there were a number of them, even though the it was a small percentage, it was enough, was answered by a manager or somebody. And, not, and it was obvious. It was not done in a cookie cutter, automated fashion. It was truly addressing that particular need. I was so impressed. And I think that's part of what you're talking about here. Is that right, Alma? That's right. So that's exactly right. So you want to see basically, you know, again, whether, you know, you are B2C business or B2B, you want to see that somebody responded to that negative view caringly, right? And so, of course, there's a difference between, you know, doing some kind of automatic auto-generated response versus really trying to mitigate because whoever's thinking of purchasing your product or service, they're thinking, you know, if something goes south, I haven't done business with you before. I want to make sure that you respond to it in a thoughtful manner. So yeah, that's definitely one of the easiest ways to check how businesses handle their, right, their, their hiccups, if you will, it's, it's just go to the reviews. And again, there's so many reviews. And that's why I say pay attention, you know, Google is one of the easiest ones. So what is your, you know, what are your stars? And, and like you said, you can, you know, you can automatically go to the negative comments, um, Facebook and Instagram, are other ones, and people will scroll. I mean, they're just sitting on their phones, and they're, thinking and then trying to make some sort of decision or go at least to make a decision to go in a certain direction, right? Which is right. very important for B2B businesses. So they're going to look at, okay, what did, you know, how did this business handle this, you know, and, and, you know, if that happened to me, how would I be treated? Right. So is there, in your opinion, a, a, a time to response? What's the perfect timing of this? What if somebody, if they wait a week, is that acceptable? Three days, is that acceptable? One day, one hour? What's the best timing on this? I think, I mean, you want to, and that's why I, I will come back to, you know, you need some sort of somebody who checks this regularly, right? And so, so the comments you can't have on auto alerts, not yet at least, right? That you're alerted to every time somebody, I mean, Google will, you know, for Google reviews, you, you can't get that in your inbox, but that somebody, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to be on it every day, but you know, to check it once a week, if you're a B2B, that's reasonable. Twice a week is better. It's definitely better than, than once a week, but you want to kind of, you know, you want to stay on top of this. You don't want to be surprised at the end of the day, you know, that somebody comes to you and someone that works for you or, you know, even worse, a customer and saying like, I, you know, I saw this or I was thinking about this, but I'm very hesitant now to make a purchase because of these reviews that I'm seeing around the internet and no one's handling them. So yeah, don't, don't, 
weight, I would say check, you know, twice a week would be, you know, especially if you're B2B, obviously B2C much more frequently, but B2B twice a week and, and see what, you know, what are others saying? What's the beat? And you can also, it's not only the negative reviews, but you can also get feedback. How should you improve your business, right? How should you improve your customer service? How is it running? Because if people keep being frustrated about the same thing over and over again, maybe you're, you know, you don't have timely replies, right? You know, try fixing that. Try, you know, to obviously. Yeah, I know. Doesn't that make sense? <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll sit down with a client and and they'll tell me about a problem. I go, how often does that happen? And they go, oh, it's like happens all the time. I go, Are you kidding me? Fix it. Yeah. Okay. Let's start there. You're going to pay me a lot of money to say two words, fix it. <laughs> let's talk about what to at least mitigate it. Because if you're right, Alma, if it's happening all the time, if if people are seeing the same negative complaints happening all the time, they know what the problem is. They're done. They'll go and find somewhere that doesn't have that same complaint. Or if they see it happening even in once in a while, what is the company doing to fix it? Are they quick to say, we're sending you out a new product right away? Yeah, uh, you know, whatever. It, it, there needs to be transparency there. And I think that's what you're referring to. And uh, I think that you're right, more frequently for consumer brands, but I'd even go a step further and say probably three times a week, if not more, even for the B2B. Yeah, yeah, I, I would 100% agree with you. And I think the way to look at this is actually not as extra work that you need to do. But I think the way to because beforehand, so before social media, before influencers, right, people would just leave and you wouldn't even have feedback, right? You wouldn't have time to respond or you didn't know, you know, plain and simple. And they would go to your competitors. Now, actually, this is sort of like a blessing because you get, you know, it's, it's a two-way conversation and people are giving you time to respond it's a gift. and yeah. amend. It is a gift. So rather than, you know, thinking, oh gosh, another thing I have to do. No, this is, you know, you can actually get ahead, right? You can even be known as, you know, like the best customer service. So, you know, you deal with it in the, you know, in the quick quickest way possible and the most efficient way possible. And people love that. So it's basically giving you, you know, the sort their free tools like time to shine. So how do you fix your problems? How do you talk to your customers? And, you know, in what manner, like we were talking about, is it some kind of unthoughtful auto auto replies that is just like, here we go again. Or is it something that, you know, the company actually cares about its customers and wants to fix it and wants to even go overboard, which again, and, you know, people talk, obviously, you know, there's, there's still, you know, word of mouth recommendations, but they also come through online reviews, right? They, you know, how, how did, how did the company handle it when something went south? Right. I also want to say you started to touch on it and we kind of veered back to the negative. And isn't that what happens? The squeaky wheel gets the oil. Uh, we started to talk about, uh, and you mentioned it, respond to every review or any comment. And I believe that includes the positive ones as well. If nothing else, just to acknowledge and say thank you to a regular happy customer. That's exactly right. Yeah. It, like I said, you know, these are free tools. So yeah, jump in, add something, ask them if they, and you can also like ev even get additional purchases for being friendly and say, you know, for example, with, you know, retail or fashion, you know, if they're saying like, I really like this piece and you can say, actually, this is, you know, this is where you can find it on our website to purchase, right? Or you can yep. even start a conversation towards new purchases. So um, can I interest you in this additional, right? Um, right. If you like this, you're going to love, love this it. new product that we have. It's a great opportunity to engage marketing on a personal level, because even though you think 
you're dealing directly. If I'm, if Alma leaves a review and Shep decides, look at, I'm talking about myself in the third person, but that's okay. And Shep decides to comment positively. Thank you for that. And I suggest other products that you might like. You're going to appreciate that, but guess what? There are probably hundreds, if not thousands of people that are going to read that comment. And I just may make some extra sales as a result of that. That's what influencer marketing at the core. It's, it's your, it's people you can hire to do it for you. It's uh, your customers that are out there creating influence within the industry. So this is an awesome topic. We're basically out of time. I always like to close the show with the final question. And that is Elma, if you can share one more nugget of information with us or emphasize something that's really, really important, what would that be for our audience? Absolutely. So I would say one of the most important is, you know, use these tools to be creative, right? So whatever your business space is, whether, like I said, you're selling food through retailers or you are selling cosmetics through other retailers, or you're even in the, you know, lens making business. And we had one of our clients and you're trying to impress ophthalmologists or other, you know, like boutiques that are selling glasses, you can use for example, influencers to impress, right? The the people who are actually selling your product. So that could be in the healthcare industry, which you can't, for example, or you don't. Um, so yeah, be creative in how, or like, is it, is, for example, is Sephora impressed by amount of followers or is Walmart impressed by, you know, the, the influencers that you're working with? So just think, you know, kind of roll up your sleeves and don't be afraid to think creatively and how you're gonna use social media to grow your business. Yeah. Outstanding information. Thank you. This is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. You've been listening to Elma Bogatovich share her wisdom on how to manage reviews, how to create more influence in your marketplace. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of Amazing Business Radio. We're going to be back next week with another amazing interview. And until then, this is Shep Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.